Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. This is Fear, No Fear, or No Fear, Part 3. Fear, No Fear, or No Fear, K-N-O-W, Part 3. So if you've followed a few of these other ones, this one will, uh, should make a whole lot of sense. If not, um, go back, check out a couple of the other podcasts. I'm going to look today a little bit at some actual passages, and I'm just going to focus on the book of Psalms, which is, you know, as far as chapters go, the largest book in the Bible, so it's not a surprise that many of the concepts in the Bible are used more in Psalms than anywhere else, and fear is one of them. It's used, uh, I'm using the ESV, and if you like doing little Bible studies or things like that, you could just check out BibleGateway.com, that's what I'm using, and uh, it's just a good search engine. Um... So I typed in the word fear and it comes up 68 times. You know, the next closest is a book like Deuteronomy or Isaiah, which Isaiah has 34 times the word fear is used, um, Deuteronomy 29. So almost twice as much. In fact, Psalms is exactly twice as much as Isaiah. But I just want to read a few verses because, you know, again, as we talked about no fear, N-O, as in I'm afraid of nothing, or K-N-O-W, no fear. And as I mentioned in a prior podcast, this was something that, I remember my dad doing about 30 years ago, and it always kind of grabbed me. Uh, there were those shirts. Uh, you might remember it if you're around here at all um, in the States, or maybe you've seen it if you're in another country of the world, and they would say, no fear, N-O. And, it, you know, nobody was afraid of anything. And, and so kind of chasing that idea and saying, well, we need, to be, we need to have a reverent fear of God. And there's a fear that's a good thing. Fear is not all bad. It is very much a motivating factor. And we've seen it in culture from shows like Fear Factor, X Factor. I mean, whatever it is, you know, all these shows that uh, um, I could go on and on and on that, you know, even uh, a lot of the suspense and thrillers that we have in movies or TV shows are based on fear. So I want to just focus a little bit today on sort of the positive aspect of why uh, we are to fear God. Just read you a few verses out of the book of Psalms and, and chat a little bit about it in sort of a devotional sense today to think about it. Um, The first time the words used in the book of Psalms is Psalm 2, verse 11. It says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And so this is kind of the idea, again, that we are supposed to have sort of an awe, a reverence. You know, there are times where when we are before God, it just breaks us down. I've had times when I like literally all I can do is just cry because I'm so thankful for how good he is. And he's holy and just and righteous and wrathful and compassionate. It's too much. I can't handle it all. Um, And and we see that a lot in the Bible. You know, Moses, take off your your sandals for where you stand is holy ground. Or Isaiah, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And Isaiah says, woe is me. So you sort of have that idea. And that's picked up here in the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 2, verse 11, when it says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. This is the idea where we're just so blown away by who God is and what he's done, that our only response is just this reverent, awesome, um, you know, fear that, that, that we're just thankful to be in his presence and, and to know him. And so, you know, that idea is pervasive all throughout the Bible. Um, that, you know, now, now the thing that's different is for, for the wicked and those that choose not to trust in God, that, that fear is realized in, in an ultimate sense because they're going to experience that for all of eternity. For, for the Christian, the, those that know God, 
we're not saved because we're better or we're smarter. No, not at all. Uh, it's all in spite of that. We may not be smarter. Maybe, um, you know, God chooses uh, the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. That has nothing to do with it. But the reality is that, you know, th- this idea of fear can go one of two ways. So for the Christian, it's a it's a powerful thing. We are to fear God, and it, it may exhibit in us uh, physical, emotional, you know, uh, things of that nature, but not in the sense of judgment, it really in the sense of rejoicing and love and so on and so forth. Whereas for the wicked, it's in the sense of judgment. And so you, you'll kind of see that um, in a couple of verses. Here's another verse, Psalm 5, 7 says, but I, through the abundance of your steadfast love or enter your house, I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. So again, it's just that idea of the, the, the awestruck awesomeness and power of God, you know, um, you know, we had the privilege to go do some camping a few weeks back and, and hike Mount Katahdin. And as I make this podcast, we haven't summited yet. Um, so, you know, as I make it now, I'll make another podcast if we did. And if we didn't, there'll be some lessons to learn. But the idea is we're, you know, we're, we've got a reverent fear for Katahdin uh, in the sense that we know God made it and it's, it's quite a mountain. <clears throat> we're not running the other direction, but we're respecting it. That's what we're talking about here. And then you have this idea on the other side of those that don't trust God, uh, those that, uh, you know, are not his children, like Psalm 920, which says, put them in fear, O Lord, let the nations know that they are but men. And so it's the idea that, look, there's a judgment coming. You have accountability. There's someone greater than you. You know, um, Psalm 15 says, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors the Lord, honor those who fear the Lord and swears to his own hurt and does not change. Psalm 19.9 says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. You who fear the Lord praise him. Psalm 22.23. So hopefully you get just a little bit of the idea. It's sort of the positive aspect of, of fear. You know, that, um, that, that the fear can be a very, very good thing. You know, and also in the sense of what not to fear. Like Psalm 27 will say, Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. And so the idea is that, you know, it's not that we don't have a healthy respect for other people or even if we're in war or something like that, but ultimately God is on the throne. He's in charge. And so our fear of him trumps any other kind of fear out there, whether it's fear of finances or physical issues, family issues, whatever it is. I've battled this, you know, quite a bit the last couple of weeks as we were getting ready to go up to Katahdin because I know what kind of a hike it is. If you're not familiar with it, you could just type in Mount Katahdin, K-A-T-A-D-I-N. It's legit. You know, it's a mile up. It's rough. It's rugged. It's not the toughest hike in the world. They're probably even in the Northeast. But, you know, it's it's in the top couple hikes here in the Northeast. And, and you have to have a respect for it. And so, you know, I, I want to do that. And, and so, you know, battling fearing and trusting God more than that situation, right? We all struggle with that, I think, at times. Um, Psalm 31 says, How abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and work for those who take refuge in you. So it's this idea that we, we have a relationship with God, and so, so we trust Him, we, we fear Him in a, in a godly sense. You know, this is one of the reasons why my, my heart breaks. You know, if you're someone that um, did not have a father, maybe maybe you, I mean, you obviously had a father, but if you didn't have a father that was in your life, um, or if you did and they, you know, uh, abused you or hurt you or, you know, just did things that they should not have done to you, 
either one of those can very much warp our view of God. And it doesn't change who he is, but our perception of that does. And I see this so much where people have a hard time grasping onto a God who is loving and kind, but he's angry, but they can't understand how he's loving because they dealt with a dad who was angry all the time. Or they dealt with a dad who wasn't there. And so the, the idea here of, of this of this fear on the Christian side is of a fear that is built in a relationship. God's not going anywhere. His love is steadfast, you know. Um, uh, Psalm 33, 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love. That's the kind of fear we have in God. It's not a, it's not a freakish fear. Yeah, it, it may exhibit emotions and different things in us, sure. But we have a relationship based on what Jesus Christ did for us. And so we can't lose that. And so when God is angry, yes, he's a good father and he will discipline us and punish us. But it's not, you know, it's not in the sense that if you've had a father who sadly who hurt you or abused you or whatever that is. And sadly, that does happen. And it's, it's wrong and sinful and it shouldn't happen. But it does because we live in a sinful world. You're, you know, it can jade your view of God and that God's going to do the same thing. And that's a warped view of God. He doesn't do that. Yeah, he will discipline us. He'll put us through hard things. But it's because he loves us and he's there with us. He says, I will be with you through the very valley of the shadow of death. And so, you know, the, the idea of most of the time in the Bible is, is the fact of, especially here in Psalms, of the, um, you know, sort of this good side of fear. But then there's the other ones like Psalm 36, 1. Transgression speaks to the wicked deep in his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. And so that's sort of the other side, the negative, you know, where... Those that don't love God, don't know him, they don't fear him. You know, he's just uh, up in heaven smoking a cigar, uh, sitting on a chair, and he's letting life go by. And at the end, uh, my good things are going to outweigh my bad things, and he's going to be good with it. It's a God that people have contrived in their own mind. It's a God that Satan wants us to believe in. And that's not true. It's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is not just sitting up in heaven. He's intimately involved in our lives. He is the creator. He is the sustainer. You know, that's why in Colossians it says Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Everything that was created visible and invisible was created by him and for him, and all things exist through him. And so the idea is that God is transcendent. Not only is he literally in heaven, but he's also here on the earth, and he's fully involved in our lives. And for those of us that know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit lives in us, and so we are the temple of God. So, you know, I just want to encourage you today, no fear or no fear. So often, you know, it's, oh, I don't care. I'm not afraid of anything. Well, fear can be a healthy thing. And we can see that here in the Bible. Um, you know, Psalm 40, and we just close with this, says, He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and put their trust in the Lord. And so ultimately, I, I think the reality is for those that come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. And if that's not you, I would ask you again. I've done it a hundred times. I'll do it a hundred more. To consider your, your, your need for a Savior, that, that you are a sinner and you need to repent and turn from your sins and turn to Jesus Christ who can save you alone. And, and the Bible tells us here that many will see it in fear as, as we praise God, that, that God creates in us a, a legitimate good fear of him and, and what he can and someday will do and what he's done. And so that thankfulness uh, you know, and recognition in our lives results ultimately in an asking for salvation. And so that's why, you know, Paul will tell us if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus 
and believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead, we will be saved. For with the mouth one makes confession to salvation, and with the heart one believes in righteousness. What, what a blessing, right? And so, you know, I hope that encouraged you today. Um, you know, I hope you think about that. And I hope you genuinely think about, you know, do, do you fear God? You know, are you more on the side of there's no fear of God before their eyes? Um, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want. It, or, or do you genuinely fear God and understand not only who he is, but what he can and what he will do and what he has done? So no fear, N-O, fear. Or K-N-O-W, no fear. I'm arguing to no fear, K-N-O-W, knowing the God who loves us, who sustains us, who is compassionate, gracious, holy, just, and kind. For Northeast by Midwest, I'm Jonathan Jones. No fear. Have a great day.